You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So I hope everyone's been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far y'all i hope that you are actually going out there enjoying this beautiful beautiful gorgeous fabulous weather um as you may know this past week we did have a couple of days uh, of canadian wonderful canadian weather that was just filled with a lot of uh, unexpected snow, rather. So, uh, <laughs> lucky for me, I did not remove my winter tires yet. So, when I did see all that snow all at once, well, everybody was freaking out. And then I was just, you know, you know that uh, that theme of uh, the gangster glasses with Snoop Dogg's song playing in the background? That was literally me the whole time. I was like, ha, my me and my winter tires, you know. You know, we, we keep going strong, right? Um, but yeah, no, thankfully, it wasn't anything consistent or long term. I mean, come on, come on. We're almost in May. Uh, there's just no way on Earth. Uh, well, yeah, literally on Earth, like on any other planet, you might have extended winters in the spring and the summer. But thankfully, we're on Earth. And thankfully, that is not the case yet. Um, so, yeah, I'm so happy that the weather is actually getting nicer out. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but uh, usually when the weather is somewhat nicer out, I feel like that impacts everybody's moods. And even if you might have so much work to do, nonetheless, that still, you know, brings up your mood and Oh, it's just beautiful. I love spring so much. Um, so yeah, bottom line, I hope everybody's been taking advantage of this beautiful, wonderful weather. Um, and I hope things are going well for everyone. So I can speak on behalf of the university slash student community here in Guelph, Ontario. I know that uh, today was actually the last day of exams here on campus uh i mean you guys already know i'm i'm in grad school so that doesn't really concern me because for me work is 24 7 holla but uh for all you undergrad students out there congrats uh you finished another semester out here and uh i know how relieved you probably are you know having probably handed in that last exam of the semester and you know you've been working so hard this whole semester and honestly this whole year of everybody uh trying to come back to campus and trying to readjust to all the in-person stuff while also handling a lot of online stuff and just like the whole situation um which everybody's still working on but I just do want to give props to the students as well because uh, I, I'm sure that it is definitely not easy and uh, it is not the normal way to pursue a university degree, right? So I'm 
yeah I, I guess i'm specifying it only to university students but i'm sure that it definitely applies to all students in general like high school students elementary students um uh, i can't imagine how that readjustment uh period was for everyone especially because I, I I'm not in it myself anymore but I do I do keep hearing from uh, you know friends who are still in undergrad or you know p- students that I have to mentor or you know friends siblings and whatnot uh, on on how that whole thing has impacted them either positively or negatively but you know what uh, I just if you are listening to this right now and you you somewhat Put yourself in those categories of you know you having had to struggle through school with this new um system uh just want to tell you you know ups and downs regardless of the ups and downs uh you made it i mean it, it is the end of the semester you finally made it through um i'm sure you all gave it your your all pretty much um and so because of that I hope that there is no room for any regrets for any of you. So, you know, you gave it your all, uh, whatever happens, happens at the end of the day. But it's important that you persevered and you pushed through and now you kind of made it at the end of the tunnel. You're you're done. Happy summer. Oh, my God. Uh, I remember... (laughs) I digress. Uh, I remember in high school and elementary school, the last day of the semester, because uh, I used to, okay, so, <laughs> oh gosh, I'm going down this rabbit hole right now. So in elementary school, and uh, sorry, high school, I used to do the morning announcements. And uh, usually before we did the announcements, we would play some sort of a motivational song for the students, you know, and into the speakers, into the school. And I remember every single year, the last day of the semester of the year, uh, we would play school is out. So when I was just talking about everything I was saying about uh, the the last day of exam period, last day of the semester, I just automatically like I started playing that song in my own head. School is out. So uh, yeah, if you are listening to this right now and that is the case for you, yo, listen, uh, please, after listening to this podcast, Please make sure that <laughs> you pull up that song from your streaming uh, platforms and you kind of rock out to it and celebrate. Uh, honestly, it's the best feeling in the world. So I hope that everybody's been taking advantage of that. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. Um, okay. I just kind of like, I feel like I do need to give some sort of a life update and just like my, like an update on my general state. So you guys already know I'm in grad school, currently in the first year of my PhD studies in biomedical sciences, Hala. I love my program. I love my projects and everything, all the research that I'm doing right now. However, I feel like, um, you know, uh, having entered this phase of my life, uh, you, okay, so this is pretty interesting because I feel like you guys have been following up with the show, um, since we started the show in 2016, which was when I just entered university into undergrad studies, right? So honestly, you know, if you happen a long time fan of the show, you might see it too. But I also started realizing that, you know, personally, as the host of the show, I feel like I've been through, um, uh, you know, I don't want to like talk about myself too much, but I feel like I've definitely gone through like an evolutionary phase <laughs> in terms of, you know, um, when I first started doing the show, I was just literally a young adult. 
And then uh, how many years has it been since 2016? So like, yeah, four, six years. Wait, yes. Oh, my goodness. Six years. Well, let's say five and a half years uh, <laughs> to keep it fair and square. But uh, it has indeed been that long. And I feel like, um, you know, uh, I obviously love, love, love talking about all the content that we talk about here on the show. Uh, my heart beats for combat sports. Indeed, always. Uh, doesn't matter what phase of life I'm in. Um, that is always going to be the case. Is, uh, I just love all combat sports so much. And it always excites me so much to be able to share all, uh, my passion and my take with all of you TKO Nation every single week. Uh, right? Um, but what I'm trying to get at here is that... I feel like if you were to go back to some of our earlier episodes from like 2016, 2017, when you when this gal right here was so much younger and this gal had like a different outlook onto the world. And uh, I just feel like my exposure to combat sports and combat sports news was just completely different than what it is right now. Maybe again, maybe it is because I am after all so much busier with work and stuff. And, uh, you know, when I say I work 24-7, I don't mean it as a joke, man. Uh, it is uh, uh, the, the truth. Uh, it is indeed the truth. Uh, but I love it so much. But in my spare time, when I do have some free time, uh, that is a time that I dedicate to, you know, just catching up on everything combat sports related if I can. But yeah, so I feel like... Uh, when I was younger, <laughs> uh, I feel like I was just more constitutively exposed to everything combat sports related. I don't want to say I had more free time or I procrastinated more before or none of that. But I'm saying I feel like, you know, my, my outlook has changed and my exposure to combat sports stuff has changed over the years. Uh, I was just thinking about that today. I don't know. Uh just just thought it was a cool thing to share but nonetheless i feel like i'm starting to look at things more um uh, from the perspective of i don't know how to put this but like more maturely uh you know in terms of uh for example if you were to ask me about a certain matchup in combat sport in the world of combat sports and you were to ask my opinion about it for example four years ago i would have given you probably given you a completely different answer as i would today and that i feel like before you know you're just well before meaning you know uh, the the young gal who was you know up and coming in the world of radio and podcasting and just had all this passion for combat sports like a diehard combat sports fan um and i would only probably just look at um uh, just fights and situations in combat sports from a very just you know out there like obvious perspective more like okay this match like you know wrestling versus boxing whatever like more technical stuff uh very specific like sports technicality stuff i would that that was like the main aspect of how i would break down things However, I feel like over the years, um, I don't know, maybe from like, you know, whatever growth that I have gone through, feel like if you were to present me with the same uh, scenario, I would probably give you, well, not going to say I'm going to completely um, divert from my original answers and like sports technicality and whatnot. I feel like that's still pretty important, but I'm 
definitely going to give you more insight on, uh, you know, some of the other things that are not necessarily just technical related, if that's the word, but more so things that are still important in the business of professional sports. So yeah, I feel like um, uh, more recently, and I actually did catch myself doing this more and more, I feel like recently when we break down fights and whatnot, or just talk about events and updates, um, it is mostly, or more so, it's, it's uh, you know, we, we try to encompass a lot of other aspects into our analyses as well business aspects of things, marketing aspects of things, what's good for the athlete, what's good for the promoter, what's good for the fans, and, um, you know, just uh, what what are some potential implications for a certain fight? Like, it's not everything is about us as fans wanting super fights, like, oh my god, like, for example, imagine, <laughs> like, I don't know, John Cena trying to fight off against uh, Francis Ngannou, for example, like, I mean, obviously, that would be a super fight or you know what I mean? Like just something ridiculous that is just out of this world and merely impossible. But, you know, as a fan, you're like, oh, my God, that's that's honestly a dream matchup. But you know what? Realistically, and if we were to look at it maturely, would that fight make sense at all? Not necessarily. So that's what I, <laughs> I feel like that was a really exaggerated uh, example, but I hope you get my point. Um, you know, I just feel like uh, there's just so much more that goes into combat sports um, that define combat sports. Uh, technical aspects of things are important, like sports technicality is important, but there's also other aspects of the sport that are pretty important and also play a huge role and um, defining how things come about in combat sports, right? And I feel like throughout the years, whether it is like like my mind uh, having been open to a lot of these new perspectives through maybe like more experience through the show or talking to more people in combat sports and whatnot or just reading more articles or I don't know what it is. I just feel like I, well, thankfully, I'm so happy that I was able to develop that um, a new perspective because I feel like it's uh, it's definitely translated um, very strongly into the show and how um, the tone of the show has been established for the I would say yeah like the past uh, episodes for the, for the past year or so right um, and I'm very happy about that because you know if we were to just stay idle in how we we went about doing the show I feel like there would be no growth and there would be like with everything you do in life that's my philosophy like you need to improve upon what you had before and you have to constantly aim for more and more growth um it, it just doesn't make sense to me for you to stay in a state of plateauing, right? So I hope that, uh, hope all that ranting made sense. And uh, yeah, you know, just, j again, just a simple rant about what I've noticed about recent episodes that we've been doing and, and what, like, from what perspective we've been trying to break down uh, some of the stuff that we talk about here on the show. All right. Okay. So, uh, with all that in mind, we're halfway through the show. I cannot believe it. You know what, though? One thing that has not changed about your girl right here <laughs> is that I, when I talk about something, mm, 
uh, it's so hard for me to shut up about the subject. So uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing necessarily, but uh, for, for as long as I can remember, once I get so heated about a topic, I just look at the clock and I'm like, whoa, how, how did I talk about this for this long? Honestly, makes no sense, but oh, well, here we are. I don't know if it's a good thing. I don't know if it's a bad thing. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Anyways, so let's get started with the show. Um, I hope you guys watched last weekend's uh, fight. So I was so excited to see that Bilal Muhammad and Vincente Luque fight, that welterweight bout fight. Bilal Muhammad won, no doubt. And uh, I feel like it was very interesting to see that because it was uh, uh, all the more reason for us. You know, everything I was talking about last week about... Bilal Muhammad being the the next best contender in the welterweight division because, in my opinion, the welterweight division is arguably the hottest weight division in the UFC right now. We have people like Mar Usman, Colby Covington, Hamza Chemaev, and now Bilal Muhammad. And somebody just, you know, lurking out there with the name of <laughs> Jorge, a game bread hospital who's just out there, you know, looking for um, a very big name fight, a, a very high paying fight. He's just out there lingering. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mean to disrespect him by putting it that way, but you get my point. Uh, but yeah, Bilal Muhammad, easy, easy. Uh, put himself up there in the list of top five contenders in the welterweight division. Oh, also, I have to add uh, Leon Edwards to the list of those names. So I feel like that whole division is completely stacked now. And uh, with the awesome performance, the super duper dominating performance that Bilal Muhammad had on Saturday night. Oh, boy. Uh, listen, I mean, obviously, it wouldn't make sense for us to give him Kamaru Usman right away. Um, but I would love to see Bilal fight against someone like uh, Leon Edwards. feel like if we have that fight, get the winner of that fight. And then if we were to potentially have Hamza Chemaev versus Colby Covington, okay, that would be an awesome fight, right? Um, we have that fight. So, you know, just playing it or organizing it tournament style. The winner of each of those fights get to fight each other, and then the winner of that fight will get to fight Kamaru Usman. I feel like that's the most fair way to to go about making the next set of fights in the welterweight division. Um, and I feel like it would make sense that way in terms of um, you know, just just looking at the most the the list of most recent fights that each of these people have had, and how would it compare to the to the upcoming uh, fight and match that they would have in the welterweight division? For example, again, it wouldn't make sense just yet for Bilal to fight against uh, someone like Hamza, in my opinion. Um, and again, I might be a little bit biased because, okay, first of all, disclaimer, I love both guys. I love both Bilal Muhammad and Hamza Chemaev. However, um, with the type of performance that, uh, Hamza Chemaev has put out in the very, like, in the, in the low number of fights that he's had recently in the UFC, I hope that kind of, like, grammatically made sense. So, he hasn't had... 
a lot, a lot of num. Uh, uh, sorry, a lot of fights in the UFC just yet, but nonetheless, he's been able to impress us with such dominating performances, right? And he's already out there and in, in the top five roster in the UFC. Okay, so compare that. And okay, uh, when I say that, I don't want it to come across as a diss for Blah Muhammad, uh, but I just, I just more so put it that way just for comparison purposes so we have Hamza on that level and then we have Bilal Muhammad who's such a hardworking veteran like welterweight veteran literally um in the UFC right now he's had so many fights he's been in the UFC for so long um I feel like um he has grown a lot though um and good for him honestly but you know um both are amazing fighters but uh personally i feel like because of because of that uh point of comparison that i just brought up you know hamza like he's been winning 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 um you know he's just out there you know pushing it to the limit i feel like it will make it would make more sense for the matchmakers to match up excuse me match him up against Another very big contender in the welterweight division right now, someone like Colby Covington, especially because uh, Hamza has been uh, exercising a lot of <laughs> trash talking and um, he's pretty much trying to build up a persona for himself as well while he's putting out such amazing fights, which I think in that sense matches up better with someone like Colby Covington. Uh, Bilal Muhammad, I love him so much. I love his style of fighting. I don't necessarily see him as the as a person who innately trash talks, if that makes sense. Uh, I feel like he's the type of person who would only let his work speak for him, right? And I feel like, and I don't know, you might come come back at me and be like, what, like, what sort of criteria is that, Janan? But uh, trust me, I feel like this way it will make more sense in terms of the potential matchups that we're going to be having in the welterweight division. Uh, and, and, and when I was talking about, you know, Bilal Muhammad's work speaking for him, like he doesn't need any trash talk to defend everything that he's been doing to his recent opponents you know that kind of matches up against uh that of leon edwards i feel like leon edwards yeah sometimes he has tried to trash talk but um it's more like you don't remember uh, leon edwards from his uh marketing skills for his fights you remember him from his fight highlights you know same with blah muhammad so i feel like in that way Again, and I just want to emphasize that they're all fantastic fighters at the same high, high level. But um, in terms of just just matching them up against each other, I feel like it makes more sense this way. OK, um, and feel free to disagree with me. Honestly, go on our social media at TKO underscore podcast to let us know what you think. Like, are you happy with the current makeup of the welterweight division, especially the top five list? Do you think uh, uh, differently about who needs to be matched up against who in the near future? But nonetheless, I feel like, you know, uh, we can all agree on the fact that the welterweight division is just so hot right now. And, you know, I just love how Kamar Usman is just sitting out there on his throne, man, and just literally observing all these people um, uh, challenging each other in order to face him. Oh, gosh, like, come on. How badass is that, right? But that's that's pretty much what it is. And honestly, for that reason, I just 
I just love the welterweight division right now. It's beautiful. All right. Uh, So, yeah, that was uh, last week's fights. Um, This upcoming weekend, we... Okay, so uh, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be having a lot of time to talk about this fight uh, in a lot of detail. However, this upcoming weekend, we're going to be having another UFC fight night, which, which is going to be headlined by a great women's strawweight bout between Amanda Lemons, excuse me, Lemos, oh goodness, I need to wear my glasses, (laughs) Amanda Lemos, and she is going to be fighting off against the former strawweight champion of the UFC, the one and only Jessica Andrade, so, oh boy, this fight, ooh, yeah, I'm sorry, that was a lot of just noises as to how hype this fight is going to be so let me let me put it in perspective for you just briefly Jessica Andrade like I said listen there's a reason why uh she was the champion at the time um I mean obviously every every even champions have their ups and downs um she she lost her belt correct but there was a reason why she was a champion in the first place, right? And even right now, she is currently the number one ranked contender in the strawweight division for women's MMA in the UFC, which speaks a lot, right? So Jessica Andrade, if I have to speak on her uh, just overall fighting style, she is, uh, okay, overall, she's very well-rounded, but uh, more so she, because she's very incredibly muscular and bulky, she uh, tends to favor more grappling and wrestling. And I believe she has a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu as well, which makes a lot of sense uh, in terms of what we tend to see from her uh, in, in uh, most of her fights and, you know, like the finish moves in her um recent fights and notable fights uh which have been you know submissions or like just complete display of putting pressure on our opponents and you know grappling with them just tiring them out that way that is Jessica Andrade's uh forte that's that's her thing and also she is a phenomenal striker and actually she tends to throw a lot of power shots um in her fights which are actually great for her weight division because usually, okay, when we think about the lighter weight divisions, we don't really think of them as throwing, um, uh, you know, that powerful of power shots. But I feel like for someone like Jessica Andrade, that's just, uh, uh, that rule does not work, right? Uh, because of how strong and powerful Jessica Andrade is um, to begin with, right? Um, one thing though, I, that I do want to note is that, uh, Jessica Andrashi actually, so despite everything I just told you and I respect all that 100%, she's actually a little bit short for this, uh, weight division. She's only five one, which I think does play into her disadvantage at times. For example, when she's striking with opponents, sometimes, yeah, she has the best stance. She has the best combination of strikes. But um, she, she has shorter limbs. So for that reason, she would have to close the distance um, with her opponent in order to throw effective shots to her opponent. However, when she when not just her, but like if anybody does that, that's going to increase the risk of you being taken down or being, uh, you know, uh, just um, stuck in a clinch with your opponent because you're you're closing your distance like that's that with your opponent that's the thing that you shouldn't really be doing in the first place or should avoid 
uh, doing, uh, if possible. But unfortunately, Jessica does have to do that sometimes, right? Um, and in this case, her opponent, Amanda Lemos, is 5-4. Whoa, I just noticed something. So Amanda Lemos, uh, she's had 11 wins, one loss, and one draw, which is like one 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 one. So, you know, I, I just love seeing uh meaningful numbers like that so i i don't know how to take this actually i don't know how how to take this as a sign i do take it as good omen though as good omen that this fight is actually going to be a blast and i don't know if i should take it as good omen that uh amanda lemos is probably going to win this fight because of these uh good omen numbers i'm not i'm not superstitious but i hope you get what i mean uh but anyways uh just so i talk a little bit more about amanda amanda she is very big on striking she has knocked out her opponents 70 percent of the time in uh those uh 13 fights that she's had so far in her professional career so that makes things a little bit tough for jessica andrage but nonetheless please everyone go and watch this fight on saturday nights ufc fight nights Ooh, I wish we had more time to talk about the soul fight card, but I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Janan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.